This week's double Parsha of Matos Mase begins with a list of commandments, a list of mitzvot concerning vows, nedarim, warning us not to take our vows lightly. The Parsha begins by Daber Moshe as Rashi HaMatos Levnei Yisrael Leimor Zehadavar Asher Tziva Hashem. That Moshe spoke to the heads of each of the Shvatim saying, this is what Hashem has commanded. Ish ki yidor neder la Hashem. If a man takes a vow to Hashem, oh, he shava shvua lestor isar al nafsha, or he takes a shvua, an oath, um, creating a chov, an iser, an obligation on himself. Lo yachel dvaro. He's not allowed to break his word. Kol hayotzi mimpiv yaseh. He has to do everything that he said. Moshe warns Bnei Yisrael, lo yachel dvaro. Yachel from the word chilol, not to desecrate our word. Now, that word chilol is typically used when we're talking about something um, that's kadosh, that's holy, and you are profaning it. That seems a little harsh to be used here when talking about making a vow. Um, you know, the examples that the Torah is giving is more about common speech. Why not just a simple command not to violate our vows? The Sforno notes that the Torah already taught us about taking a false shvua. Back in Vayikra, Perak Yates, Pasuk Yedbez, the Torah says, you're not allowed to swear falsely by my name, which would be a chilol Hashem, to my name. I am Hashem. So when a person swears falsely, there is a, the Torah tells us, there's a chilol Hashem, there's a desecration of Hashem's name. And similarly here, when discussing Nedarim, the Pasuk is teaching us that when a person violates a neder, he's not just violating, he's not just desecrating his word, but Hashem's word also. For example, if a person makes a vow, not to eat a certain food until the end of the day, if he fails to abide by that, then he's committed a chil Hashem. That's what the Pasuk is saying. So we have to wonder, why is this considered a direct affront to the kavod of Hashem? Is it some sort of public rebellion or something? It, it could be that nobody else even knows about such a vow. Why does the Torah use such strong lashon to emphasize the significance of a neder, as if it's a, it's a massive public chil Hashem? So Rav Moshe Feinstein and Darash Moshe he wondered how we even got onto this topic in the first place. We don't see anywhere in the Torah where Moshe is instructed explicitly by Hashem to teach Bnei Yisrael about Nedarim. Moshe just begins by, st- by saying, Zehadavar Tziva Hashem. This is what Hashem has commanded. When exactly did Hashem command Moshe to tell the people about Nedarim? And why here? Why all of a sudden does Moshe decide that the people need to hear about vows? So if Moshe explains that these psukim are meant to highlight the incredible koach hadibor that each and every person has. The kedusha of the Jewish mouth is so apparent that even without the direct tzivoy from Hashem, it's still clear how serious of an issue it is to violate uh, neder. This is what Hashem is talking about. The kedusha inherent in everything that we say should be so apparent to us that our gut reaction should be any violation is something that we accepted upon ourselves is actually a chilol Hashem. What greater desecration of Hashem's name could there be? That's what Rav Moshe says. And this applies to more than just nedarim. If we're not careful, a person could end up desecrating speech in all sorts of ways. Lashon hara, abuse, dishonesty in business, lying. There are clear demonstrations of desecration to our speech. The Gemara in Yoma even extends this to speaking Devarim Betelim, like a, you know, idle talk. Because a person is taking the awesome, amazing, tremendous Koach Hadibor that he has, 
and he's failing to use it properly. He could be davening, he could be learning, he could be impacting those around him positively with his words, and instead, he's just wasting them. Recognizing our koach adibor is meant to help us understand the power that each of our words have and the gravity of the commitments that we make. They have the ability to build olam and build worlds and sadly also destroy them. The Gemara in Ksuvis on Samach Beis Amid Beis tells the story of one of the most famous nedarim in Jewish history. There was a wealthy gvir, it's a famous story, named Kalba Savua, who had an employee named uh, Akiva, Rebbe Akiva. At the time, he probably just went by uh, his first name, Akiva, but he was destined to become one of the greatest teachers of Torah ever. So his daughter, the daughter of Kalba Savua, saw the potential in Rebbe Akiva, and she wanted to marry him on the condition that he was willing to stop working for her father and go learn in yeshiva. He agreed, and they got married, and he went off to begin learning Torah. When her father, Kalba Savua, heard about what she had done, he got so upset, he cut her off, and he made a neder prohibiting his daughter and her new husband from ever getting any hana, any getting, from ever getting any benefit from his possessions. Now fast forward 24 years, and Rabbi Akiva has become the Gadol Hador. He had over 24,000 students. He's finally returning home to his wife. And Kalba Savua, he hears that the Gadol Hador would be coming to his city. And he decided, you know, he felt bad about what he had said so many years before, and he needed to meet with him. He wanted to get his neder annulled, and you need a Talmud Chacham to do that. So he wanted a private audience. The Gemara tells us that he didn't know that this Rebbe Akiva was actually the same Rebbe Akiva from so many years ago was actually his son-in-law. So he goes to Rebbe Akiva and he explains the situation and he asked about annulling this vow. Rebbe Akiva asked, had you known that this person would eventually become a Talmud Chacham, would you still have made that neder? So he responds, of course not. Had I known that he would even know one Mishnah, one Halacha, he never would have said anything. So the Gemara says that at that point, Rabbi Akiva looked at him and he says, Ani who? I'm him. And Kabbalah Savo was so happy and he immediately gave over half of his wealth to him and his daughter. So it's a beautiful story. And we skip some of the uh, important details about when Rabbi Akiva came back after 12 years and he overhears his wife. So he goes back for 24 more years. Um, that part of the story will be for another time. So it's a very nice story about the Koach Adibor the power of speech and the importance of Nidarim. But there's a basic question that Tosos asked. There is a halachic principle, it's brought down in the Gemara Nidarim, called Pesach Betaos. And this means that a nether cannot be annulled on the basis of a circumstance that, that didn't exist at the time of the nether. So if so, how could Rabbi Akiva have annulled the vow of his father-in-law? It is true that Kabbalah Savuah never would have made the vow had he known what Rabbi Akiva would become. But at the time he made it, Rabbi Akiva wasn't that. He wasn't the Gadol Ador. He was an Amaretz. Had Rabbi Akiva actually been a Talmud Chacham at the time of the vow, and Kabbalah Savua just hadn't known, okay, fine, then you can annul the vow. But how could Rabbi Akiva annul it based on a circumstance that hadn't happened yet? So Tosos gives such a beautiful answer. And it shows us not just the Koach Hadibor, but the true potential each of us have. Tosos writes, it is true that Rabbi Akiva was not yet a Tamar Chacham when Kabbalah Savua made that neder, but he was in yeshiva. Rabbi Akiva had already started on his path. He had already begun learning. Says Tosos, that is enough that it could be expected that he would become great, 
The potential alone was enough for Rabbi Akiva to look back at the nether and say, even at that moment, so early in the journey to becoming you know, the, the best version of himself, even then, there is enough there to annul the vow. Had Kalva Savua understood the incredible potential that sitting and learning had, he never would have made the nether in the first place. Therefore, Rabbi Akiva felt comfortable annulling the vow of his father-in-law. What a tremendous musr. Tremendous musr this is for each of us. About the power, the koach, of our potential. Once a person begins to learn Torah, even at the earliest stages, there's unlimited potential to the point where he can become a Rebbe Akiva. Imagine if we understood this. Imagine if we internalized this. How different would our approach be as students, as teachers, as chavrusas, as parents? How much more serious would we take our opportunity to learn Devar Hashem? We see from this story not just the koach of a neder and how seriously we take them, but also the true potential our words have. Yes, we must keep them to the best of our ability. And as Rav Moshe explained, our koach hadibor is so strong that any desecration of a neder is even considered a chilol Hashem. But it goes way beyond that. Tosvos teaches us that our ability to speak and learn Torah is where our potential begins. And it is unlimited. Rabbi Akiva understood this, and he lived his life by it. If we can too, there is no doubt that we will find ourselves on the path of becoming the very best versions of ourselves. Have a good Shabbos.